Juventini, welcome to the All UV Cast Season Four, Episode Eight. Big, big, massive win yesterday against Chelsea in Champions League. Did we win and... yesterday? Did we win? Yeah, yeah. Was that a win? Oh yeah. I think I called that for a week, didn't I? All yeah. right. Oh, that's exciting. Oh. That's exciting. I think this guy right here was uh, eighteen and a half percent. But please, Al, start the show. Start the show. We're gonna start the show. We're gonna start the show. Be prepared for Anthony to really All dig day. in today. Okay. All but props day. where props are due. He uh, nailed it. He was at a hundred percent confidence going into this thing, and uh, he nailed the score bang on. I think as far as uh, predictions go, uh, Anthony took the week. So uh, yes, props where due. Everybody, yes, again, season four, episode eight post-match on Juventus Chelsea. If you're tuning into this on the audio, get yourselves over to YouTube and subscribe to the channel. I'm telling you, we've got uh, a lot of good stuff. We've got a lot of nice match day graphics to that to enhance our uh, recap and everything. So make sure you get over there. Guys, wow. What uh, the intensity of this match in the build-up, especially with no Dybala and Alvarito, and then uh, getting... A bit of a pick-me-up when we found out that uh, Chelsea would be without Kante and uh, Mount and Pulisic and whatnot. And uh, it basically, I said this early on, it was turning into a chess match between Tuchel and, of course, Allegri. What does Allegri do? He comes out with Bernardeschi as a false nine. And it was just like, bang, what? What? And uh, everybody's just uh, already on him. Okay, like you could see the tweets the instant like they saw Bernardeschi and a lot of Juventini fired up. And I was like, man, that is a ballsy, ballsy move by Max. Uh, But putting a lot of faith in Bernardeschi. And all I said was, I hope the kid repays him because that's a big, big call in uh, in this match. But uh, ended up being a bit of a masterstroke. But guys, how... What were your reactions when you saw the the false nine? For me, we actually talked about it on the match day live. We said you try and rule out Jorginho, right? And it worked to a T. What were you guys thinking on that? Uh, Go ahead, Cliff. We'll just talk no, about the lineup in general. 100%. I guess we'll just talk about the lineup in general, which was Chesney, Danilo, Benucci, Delic, Sandro, Quadrado, Bentacur, Locatelli, Rabio with Chiesa, and of course Bernardeschi is that false nine. Guys, your thoughts on that lineup when you saw it? Let's have Mr. 100% go first. Yeah, let's go. Oh, that's, that's me, right? Yeah, I, of course, everyone was a little surprised at the uh, at the lineup he chose, but we have to remember that this is Mad Max, and Mad Max is going to do what he feels is right, and he's going to be right more times than not compared to us. Uh, it, it worked out well, mainly, and we'll get into the man of the match and how everyone played, but the main thing I took away from that start was how ineffective Jorginho was in that game because you had Bernadeschi kind of flying around that area. It, it really shut down that buildup that they wanted to go through uh, Jorginho. So uh, masterstroke, absolutely brilliant. And uh, you can see right from the go that, you know, the first couple of minutes, maybe a little bit of pressure, but the rate, the first five minutes, I knew I was right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Anthony makes some great points. Um, you know, what he said about Jorginho being shut down. I should have taken a picture. I saw one point in the match where, um, you know, there was four players surrounding Jorginho and I should have taken a screenshot because it was such a great, you know, 
photo basically of what Juventus was trying to do. Just lock him down, give him no outlets to get any passes off, and just you know keep him contained. And they did such a great job at doing that. And like he said, Mad Max with the you know pulling a rabbit out of his hat, putting Bernardeschi at the false false Nueve, as one of our friends um, likes to say. Um, not me. But not 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 you, obviously, Ant, but. Yeah, I think it was a really great um, strategy from Allegri. This is, as many people have said, including myself, an Allegri masterclass, an absolute classic from him. Yeah, it was absolutely uh, fantastic uh, and ballsy, ballsy, ballsy uh, decision. But again, uh, that's why this is one of the reasons we brought him back. I do find it funny, though. I do find this funny is that uh, it's kind of like similar to what Pirlo was doing at points last season but got absolutely ripped for it but he used and i mean this season we're 4-4-2 and we're using a bit of a hybrid uh in one of the uh, midfield positions to assist offense and pirlo used kulishevsky as this guy to rule out a couple uh registas mainly against uh inter last season with kulishevsky ruling out brozovic it's just funny because pirlo was never given a lot of credit for, but Max is doing something very similar with the players he has. And that's why I said, like, you got to look at the players that are there. So it, it's just, it's funny. It's a funny thing. I little, I thought about while watching this game and I was like, man, it, it, it's so similar. It's funny. But well, if you think about it, sorry, Al, we only had one striker on the team. One yeah. and we had three goalies. So he did, you know, against the reigning champions, which, you know, Whoever they are, but uh, against the reigning champions, you pull out a one nothing win with one striker. Unbelievable. Yeah. yeah. Just yeah. showing how adaptive he can be. And to your point about Pirlo, real quick, it that just shows like you can you can try things. Obviously, Pirlo was trying some things with Juventus, but it comes down to the experience. Allegri knows how to implement this more properly than Pirlo did because he didn't have that experience that Max has had. Yeah, and I I don't necessarily know if it's that so much as uh attitude attitude and uh approach and i think allegri takes it to another level than pirlo in approach because i think pirlo is was too much of that too calm yeah he was too recently removed from the player thing and i think he looked at a lot of scenarios from a player's perspective rather than a manager's and that's where i think the massive massive difference is this was the first time in a long time we saw the actual UV identity uh, come through um, massive 95 minutes. Every single minute was pure determination, sacrifice, suffering, and uh, just fantastic, a fantastic performance. If you look at the statistics alone, this would have been one of the most misleading matches you would have ever seen uh, as far as stats go because uh, mm -hmm. Chelsea really dominated the statistics. However, when you watched it play out, you realize how little Juventus actually gave Chelsea in this one and played a fantastic match. Let's get to uh, the quick uh, recaps of certain highlights from this particular match. Okay, so kick it off and a little cagey at the start for Juve. Um, a lot of just a cheap possession loss and whatnot, and Chelsea kind of, going through the gears and the motions really, really quickly. But again, not a lot of threats there. Um, so about 13 minutes, we started to get a little more comfortable and you could see Juve start to come up with some uh, opportunities and there were opportunities there. 
for us in that first half to punch him in the mouth. And uh, it was really, really good. Again, using Bernardeschi, shutting down Jorginho, forcing Chelsea to play through the outsides and really keeping everything in front of us. It was a, a great job. We kicked it off. 19th minute, We got, uh, Kies actually intercepts a pass beautifully. He's off to the races. He had an opportunity early on to potentially get this ball over to Bernardeschi. Bernardeschi took a weird route, though. He took a very, very strange route. He, he was, was in a great position, and then he drifted further to the far post there. By the time that Chiesa gets to take this shot, whatnot, he's, yeah, he's got to take the shot for me in this particular uh, opportunity and moment. Um, so I saw so a couple, the, a know, couple things about that. Kind of upset about not getting the ball, but he kind of took himself out of the uh, moment and yeah. that moment was there for a split second, but then was gone. What do you guys think? So the, the first thing about that is if you, we obviously we can't show the live feed, but if you rewind that when he crosses the 18 yard line, he takes a look and you know, the guy's a speed demon. There's no way Bernadeski is going to keep up with him. So if you go back to the other shot there, um, if you can bring it up, he, it's just, there's, He's, he he looks to his left, sees like even before that, he has two Chelsea defenders in between. Once he gets to this point, he took another quick look, and there's no way he's going to pass that ball, right? And I said I said it during the halftime show uh, with uh, Cliff on the spaces on Twitter, and, and again here, it's just he he's pulling the trigger there, hundred yeah. percent. Yeah, absolutely. Yes. So Cliff? for me, I think you know Kiesa obviously with his pace gives himself so many options, but if Bernardeschi runs more near post. That would give him, I think that gives him an extra two options because in this play, he only has one option to shoot. But yeah. if uh, Bernardeschi comes in, one, he gets the outlet to pass him. Two, if Bernardeschi keeps cutting in, Chiesa could even use that kind of as a pick and cut back inside and maybe get an opportunity at a better shot mm. um, to a more open goal. I think that gives him a little bit more of an opportunity if Bernardeschi makes that cut in. But Ant makes a great point. Nobody's catching up to Chiesa with his pace. Um, so I completely mm. understand that point in and of itself. Mm. But I have to say, um, this is just because Juve, once they get that, even though Chelsea's playing possession, you get that one mistake, Juve's going to pounce on it with their pace up top. Um, yeah. So really good opportunity. Yeah. He literally had a split second if he was going to get that ball over to Fede, um, and it was earlier, but it, he didn't take it, of course, because Keese has got speed to burn, man. And when he gets down there deeper, it's still like he's doing the right thing because it becomes even more danger dangerous it's just that odd drift that bernardeski made uh kind of took himself out of it so Kiesa absolutely had to had to rip um but again yeah that was a uh, 19th minute there uh through that opportunity and if there, uh, honestly, sorry if there is one if there is one knock there Kiesa has to force a save has to hit the net yeah but, yeah but that's in the middle thing you could probably knock uh out of that one and then uh yeah. of course uh we get to um really Wrapping up the first half in general, we had quite a few of uh, some shots and uh, counter opportunities. We all remember the ball misplaced by Rabio on a fast break. Um, I think if three acres isn't enough and he needs another acre, this is crazy. This is one of the reasons I keep going back to this. I think Allegri is pushing something that just isn't there with Rabio. That's a ball that's, if I'm Max, my jacket's coming off and I'm absolutely livid because, again, 
big, big opportunity to punch him in the mouth with that one. And uh, we didn't get it right. So gotta, gotta be better on that. Cliff, are you going to touch on that? I was going to say, I, I know they're professional athletes, but this is an elementary ball. This is yeah. a ball that literally anybody could be making. Um, any of us could be making. Um, I know that people say, oh, they're no. professional players. You I can't could. compare that. He could. It, he could. It, I, I got some pretty good accuracy, I'm just yeah. saying. But yeah. with that kind of space, though, in all seriousness, he whether it's because the defender was in front of him, he could have played it around the defender, which he overplayed by a lot, or he could have even played it back. So, you know, that's just an awful play by him. And when you're at that level, you expect much better. And to your point, um, Allegri trying to force it, I think he's trying to force something out of him because he's trying to justify that price tag they're paying him which I, I don't see. Yeah, and uh, again, it's on his preferred left foot, uh, as mentioned by uh, John here, and uh, that's the frustrating part is that it's like optimum conditions here for this guy, and he's still making these errors. And it's, Rabio's uh, left-footed? Yeah, yeah. So anyways, <laughs> uh, that happened, uh, but we had some counter punches uh, through there. Omar's joining us now. We're just going through some of the highlights there, Omar. And uh, again, a great first half, though, limiting um, Chelsea and having opportunities to counter them. Sense of belief increased drastically amongst Juventini uh, after that first half. We get into the second half. Oh, man. Check that out. 45 minutes, 9 seconds. And uh, Chiesa strikes off one of those... Beautiful plays. We all love them, how we start off uh, some halves where Benucci just bombs it up. Here's when it goes absolutely right. Bernardeschi um, getting it after Rabio heads it on to him and uh, sees Chiesa making a great run, puts it, uh, I believe, through the defender's legs. I'm pretty sure he megged him on that pass. And then uh, Chiesa slots home beautifully. 1-0. Let's go, boys absolutely perfect start to the second half and you could see uh man i had mixed feelings because i was so jacked up but i'm like man chelsea's gonna probably really come now are we gonna completely shut down or are we gonna continue to try and go your guys's thoughts on this goal and then how you're feeling immediately after well like uh, pete just said in the in the comments freddie f in church like it's just it's one of those things where this guy produces magic out of absolutely nothing and you know great work so Benucci Rabio both great balls nice little slot in from Bernadeschi and he had probably a window about this big to put that in because you have the goalie coming up big paw up defender coming into his right he that's that's a tough finish and he put that right top cheese so that was a beautiful beautiful finish yeah absolutely absolutely uh massive massive goal were you guys getting nervous that potentially uh he was going. We were going to uh, shell up pretty, uh, pretty quickly in the second half. Yeah, and we did. To be honest, we basically did. We kind of um, played very pragmatic in Allegri style. Um, we sat back and we absorbed a lot of pressure. But we also, when we had our opportunities, we wanted the counter once we were given that one, one, one or two chances. Yeah, I didn't feel it was completely shelled up, but it was pretty much a shell. It didn't get to a complete shell, obviously, until uh, much uh, later on and whatnot. But I, I uh, didn't, I didn't feel like we lost control of the match at any second, mm -mm. not before the goal and not after the goal. The match went exactly the way we wanted it to go. Yeah, they absorbed pressure. They had no opportunities. The first one came at the seventy-something minute. 
and that's after we're leading one nil mm -hmm. the game went perfectly fine yeah absolutely and then you have uh the uh 62nd minute you get uh, a bunch of changes from uh chelsea and actually Jorginho ends up uh leaving the match um jalaba loftus cheek comes in uh hudson odoi so uh yeah you started to get a glimpse of what they were gonna do um uh push them for it and obviously uh, a couple of physical guys probably start flooding the area and just trying to get something in there trying to break through right um yeah tough tough uh moment if we're gonna shell up uh, that early but we actually didn't continue to counter punch and uh did quite well with it uh to be honest and again just like omar said never really felt uh too terribly threatened right um so yeah carry on again with juventus getting their moments bernardeschi bernardeschi 63rd minute just can't find a way to put this home. So I believe it was Rabio put the ball across. Quadrado one touches this beautifully over the top of his defender. And Bernardeschi tries to slot home with the foot, puts it completely wide. Um, huge opportunity to seal this thing. And unfortunate for Bernardeschi because he actually put in a hell of a shift. He scores that. He's man of the match. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, but that's where you need your your striker. That's a striker opportunity to put that in. Kino Morata mm -hmm. would have. But, okay, it's the first time he plays there. It was great all match. You won't hold it against him. And it might. it's harder than it looks. I know, think uh, because he's left-footed is what was his demise on this particular one. Um, because he's... You, it's hard to tell on this angle. He's well, he's pretty close to the spot there, or whatnot. But I think if he, I think if it's a right footer and they're trying to do this with their foot, they probably just smack at home laces. Um, he's trying to get side footed when you watch that. It's yeah. it's a little bit tough. And, um, and, and he's going full tilt too with that D man right on him. If you look at that angle, look how far the ball out. I mean, you can't really tell, but it, the bar is pretty. The ball is pretty far out from his foot. Like you have to toe poke that. That's extremely difficult to do when you're running full speed. Yeah, yeah. There, there's a couple things against him here. One, he's absolutely gassed because he was substituted right after this. Two, like Omar said, uh, a number nine knows how to position their body in there. You know, you know, not too fast, not too slow to get in the right position. The ball is a good ball. It might be, might have been a little bit ahead of him, but it's. I'm going to put absolutely zero fault on Bernadeschi on this one. He he made it there. That's the thing. You know, he was in position to score and he couldn't finish it. So, but yeah, the one still thing, unbelievable. The one thing I will agree with uh, Alex here is that he has to, has to at least put it between the posts um, on that opportunity. Yeah. It's, or, it is. It's, it's still a better chance than all of Chelsea's chances. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, maybe Lukaku's would have been. Yeah, yeah that one was yeah. probably. We'll get, we'll get to, to that, that for yeah. sure. Um, because, yeah, that's uh, next up in the 82nd minute. And uh, Lukaku, um, a glorious chance, really. Their absolute best opportunity. Probably, mm -hmm. yeah, arguably one of the best next to Chiesa's, really. And uh, almost close to the same spot, whatnot. But he blasts it uh, wide. And uh, that one scared me. That one made me nervous there. I thought Lukaku might get one there, but uh, maybe it's a mental block because uh, we're just so used to pocketing him. But he did very – he got very, very little. I know that he finished with probably 
the most shots in the match, I think with four or whatnot. But honestly, four half yeah. chances at best on many of them and nothing really threatening other than this one particular moment in the 82nd. And then we closed off with a pretty scary uh, moment there on Kai Havertz getting a uh, almost a pretend, uh, pretty much free header. And uh, it just rips right over the bar there. And uh, we see this one out. Um, obviously, so, Kalini had entered the match too, and he made a couple of fantastic mm -hmm. old school interventions in which Kalini was celebrating. It's never a beautiful, classic Juve performance without seeing that celebration in the defensive phase as well. But, boys, we finished this one out. Fantastic, fantastic victory. Um, we're going to get to all our summaries here. We're going to start talking about some uh, man of the match scores and whatnot. I just want to say this victory. We talked about it on the match. A live. This could be the building block we needed, you know? And again, when you talk about all the good points, I don't want to hear anybody discrediting the victory based on who uh, Chelsea was missing because, Hey, we were missing guys too. And ultimately you can only play and beat who's in front of you. You mm -hmm. went out and did that. Our coach, our coach, he, made all the right decisions. He made a very big decision with Bernardeschi um, as a false nine, and Bernardeschi repaid him. The entire team, each and every player, sacrificed, suffered, showed green to pure determination. This had all the elements of an actual team performance. Um, absolutely massive. Absolutely massive. Um, I couldn't be happier with this victory um and i just i loved everything about this performance from juventus let's get to your guys's summaries we're gonna kick it off with uh omar who joined late go ahead man well it, it was a great match a lot of the points i pre-match uh were i would say the i don't know i i was wrong about a lot of things and i always love being wrong yep. when i predict this type of stuff and credit to Anthony, who was always 100% sure we're going to win. Um, it's really hard to pick someone to be man of the match because everyone was at, on their A game today. Everyone. And, you know, you can look for certain small things like the Rabio pass or the burn and miss, but evidently we won, so nothing was too critical. And... Do, do we do men of the match right now? Do I pick my men of the match and flop of the match? Well, we're going to get everybody's summaries okay. first before we get to man of the match. Okay, so I, I really enjoyed this match. Uh, we showed once again we're here. And don't look don't look down on us. We're still uh, here. We still have fantastic players, and we can win any team on any given day. Absolutely. Cliff? Um, this brought me back to some of the old days of Allegri. This was such a classic performance. And I and I honestly got goosebumps at some points because I was when we were defending and there were good chances, I was like, wow, Juve actually shut that chance down really quickly. This is giving me, you know, this looks like the ghost of Juve's past um, of how they used to play. Um, and honestly, I just want to give such a shout out to Bernardeschi putting in a shift. Um, Locatelli, who quietly played a phenomenal match, was so strong. But even Bentancourt, made some really critical tackles. Um, so he deserves a lot of credit. That midfield looked pretty solid. 
Obviously, we didn't hold as much possession, but we weren't expecting to. We were expecting Chelsea to get the majority of the possession, and we were fine with playing on the counter, um, and it worked to our advantage. Um, and this could be, like you said, a building stone um, You know, going forward. you Maybe Allegri decides to play this way um, in Serie A, very pragmatic. We don't know, but he, with the team he has right now, if they play like they did today, it could bode very well going into the rest of the season. Absolutely. Great point, sir. Cliff and uh, Anthony. So, of course, I was 100% correct. And I'll give you a little bit of background as to why I knew that. Where's you have that a team. Button? You have a hey, 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 da, 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 da. People want to know the genius, a little bit of you know, a peek behind the curtain. You have a team coming in that's one that played four of their last five games at home. And that fifth game was basically still in London. You have a team coming in. You have an English team coming in to Italy, say, you know, as a favorite. That's going to fuel the Italian team's fire. You have an Italian team who just scored six goals in two games. They're lifting each other up. Bonucci's article the other day, if you read it, he's talking about how they're trying to, like, to, to Cliff's point, exercise the demons of, of Ronaldo past, right? So mm-hmm. obviously this was going to be a win. But getting specifically to this game, there was a couple things that really stood out. Seven block shots. Now, you, I saw it. So Kalini had one. Locatelli had one earlier. I think it was in the 53rd minute, big block at the top. That was the difference. Guys throwing themselves in there, you know, doing that extra work, uh, that extra work to, you know, shut Chelsea down. There was at one point McKinney had a turnover, and you had seven guys sprinting back. Right, so Champions League is a different beast, and you can see that the team was playing differently than they would in Serie A. It's a, it's a, it's a sprint. It's not a marathon like the Serie A. The other one was on Kai, on Kai's header there at the end of the game. Benucci jumped in front of him. That was the massive difference. And Benucci doesn't doesn't jump. He doesn't tilt his head. He actually headed off the back of his head. That's why he missed. But. If he does, if he has a clean look, that's in the back of the net. So little things like that, they did all the little things great today, and it was so it was awesome to see. Every little thing was done correctly, and as a team. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely, great points by everybody, and uh, yeah, it just it was fantastic all around. Uh, we see the comments in here coming in on uh, naming so many players really that put in a great performance, mm-hmm. and this is the thing: you want to pick a man of the match. There's a few that are in there, and uh, we're going to go through ours now. And, of course, this is brought to you, the Man of Match, by Striped Hearts Apparel. Uh, check them out. Uh, big new drop out there. A lot of great, cool, custom Juventus fan gear. So check them out. We're going to kick it off with uh, Anthony. Let's go back around the horn, and let's get your Man of the Match. Well, And the- then we'll do a lowest rating as well. We always do highest and lowest. Mm-hmm. So the obviously I'm not going to go with the official man of the match. I I my pregame man of the match was Benucci, and I'm going to stick with him. He commanded the troops from the back there for 95 minutes. He you know everything was cleared, everything was blocked. Lukaku turned him on that one. You know as a center back, that's going to happen. But for me, I'm gonna I'm gonna go with Benucci for for holding down the fort back there. There you go. Benucci is uh, Anthony's. And if you had to put a lowest on somebody. It's going to, it's going to be Rabio. I think everybody's going to be Rabio. He just uh, too many give too many giveaways today. And that, that one pass in the 16th minute, just absolutely. Yeah. Did me in. There you go. Cliff man of the match, highest rating and lowest. Yeah. So first of all, shout out Luca for noticing my branded Adidas shirt. Um, so a little shout to Luca over there. Um, and the man of the match, um, like I said, I called it before the match, Federico Chiesa. 
Um, if Ant's going to brag about his uh, 100%, I'm going to brag about calling man of the match. He was absolutely phenomenal. His work rate was so good. We already know how talented this guy is, and he put it on display against one of the best teams in Europe. Um, and then, obviously, the, the lowest of the match was Rabio. He looked like he had, had too many Cote d'Iron outside the um, the club in Paris. He looked like he was just all over the place. He didn't know what he was doing. Um, yeah, those would be my two players. There you go. And Omar? Well, uh, I won't go with what the, just to change things up a bit. If everyone plays that great and it's hard to pick a man of the match, and Bonucci is a fantastic shout, and you know how it is with defenders, they can be perfect for 94 minutes and then they lose the striker for one second and all the game goes to mm -hmm. shit. But luckily it didn't happen. Lucatelli was massive. Chiesa was brilliant. Bernardeschi, Danilo, Sandro, all in the same bracket. Benton were running all over the pitch. So when a team performs like that, I can give the men of the match to only one person. That's Allegri. Sometimes managers win new matches, and that was definitely an Allegri match without his two biggest and best players winning against the European champions. It wasn't an individual performance by anyone. It was a team performance, and that came down all to Allegri. There you go. You absolutely stole mine. Um, <laughs> so thank you for that. Again, Omar's going to end up going behind my rotation uh, because it's just unbelievable. He always, always does this. Um, no, that's great, though. Um, Allegri, yeah, massive, massive influence. His best rated match by far since the Allegri 2.0 era, and rightfully so. But we knew he was going to take some time. It was going to take some time, get comfortable, uh, work out uh, substitutions and whatnot. He uh, pulled all the right strings in this one. As far as the players go, Locatelli, again, just uh, massive, massive performance. Um, I think we found a trend in regards to his game ratings, right, Anthony, uh, where they're actually increasing each match with yep. uh, Locatelli. Chiesa, Chiesa is Chiesa. You know what you're going to get from him. It's 150% for every second he's out there. Found the massive goal. Bernardeschi just played his role to a T. I see some of the ratings that are out there on him, and I think they're a bit harsh. Again, if he bags that one, he's in man the discussion. The he's mm -hmm. in the discussion for probably taking it as man of the match. Rabio was probably the most frustrating one out there, but he still, again, he gets to that header that gets it to Bernardeschi, which ultimately leads to Chiesa's goal. He also plays a beautiful switch ball to Cuadrado on that opportunity that we were saying Bernardeschi needs to at least put it between the posts. So even our lowest rated player had moments where he impacted the game and it could have uh, sealed it for us too. So this was an incredible performance. Tech, Chesney had massive command in the area. Mm -hmm. Massive command yesterday. Very, very impressed with Chesney there. Um, loved Delict. It. Delict deserves a Delict. shout. Delict. Delict was massive. Benucci was massive. Also, Danilo quietly. Danilo yeah. quietly also had a very, very clean, clean match. Um, this was fantastic from... Uh, ultimately, just a fantastic team performance. Allegri man match, Chiesa man of the match, Bonucci, yeah, Delict, give it to the entire team. Okay, um, fantastic. But one, one thing, one thing to add on to what Cliff said: this was Bentoncourt's best match of the year. 
and that and that that's a bad thing because it's it's hidden by the whole how the whole team played. But this yeah. was his this was the best game I've seen him play in a long time. Yeah, it's and and the thing with him is that he just doesn't put them together. Because if I think back even to the previous season, like he had some matches where you were like, man, that is brilliant from Rabio. Mm-hmm. But then again, the next one, it's like a dud. And then all of a sudden that's fresh in your mind and you're like, oh, this guy, you know. Honestly, so though, the only thing I, I think, the only problem is his loss of possession. I think that is just his biggest weakness. If he just receives the ball, passes it back, quick to, you know, one, two touches, I think we talk about Bentancur in a much pos- more positive light. If he just, you know, releases the ball a little bit quicker once he receives it. Like, don't do anything special. Just hold possession. Yeah. This is interesting, too, for Manimash. Chiesa scored in four consecutive Champions League matches, equaling Del Piero's Del Piero, yep. record for Juve. That's mm-hmm. massive, massive from this kid, man. Sky's the limit, really. Uh, again, I do agree when Allegri said there's some things to clean up, but this kid is unbelievable. Um, good night to Rob, who's uh, in Australia. Um, always shows love to the channel and everything. Have a good night. Uh, he'll be sleeping uh, easy uh, tonight. Boys, I want to talk about this victory and a couple things uh, in the aftermath. And it's, is there anything off of that one to really build off of in terms of some player personnel utilization? Or was this just a one-off? Like, for instance, Bernardeschi, who we've now seen play everywhere other than center back and goalkeeper. Is He's still time. Maybe- a better role for Bernardeschi. Like, is there anything to build off of this one or is it strictly getting the job done with what we have at the moment? How do you guys feel about that in particular? And uh, let's kick this one off with uh, Omer. Um, I think Chelsea's game plan kind of played to our advantages. So Bernardeschi's job wasn't as hard as it might seem. He needs to basically uh, keep an eye on Jorginho the whole time and drop back, get the ball and pass it either to the right or the left. If, if it was a different game that we need to control and we need a goal and we're pressing the opposition, then I still don't think he's the right man for that position. But Allegri did brilliantly by, uh, by choosing him. He's still a workhorse and he did his job perfectly. I have no complaints. And when you leave spaces and you and you know you have a player like Chiesa and you play with a three men back uh, back line and two of them go forward all the time and the third one stands on the halfway line then that's playing to our advantages if we had another i don't know throwing dibala or morata someone that gets up quickly and passes the ball and knows how to keep it then we might have won even by a higher number but I'm not sure they would have kept Jorginho as well as Bernardeschi. So that was the right call for the right match by Allegri with the personality chose. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Cliff, do you think anything build out there, maybe with Bernardeschi in particular? I think this just proves that like he needs to get more playing time. I think I've always said like we always banter about him, but the technique is there. The ability is there. It's just putting it together consistently. Um, he's definitely well-suited, I think, at – um, that false nine or a cam roll, I think that's his best position. He can play out wide to the left if need be, but I prefer him actually as a cam if we could. But formation wise, I don't think it really fits with what we're doing. So false nine could be something, you know, from here, you know, here and there we see him. Um, but I think it's important to note for the next fixture, I think we'll see a very similar style from Allegri. 
but I think we'll actually press more because we'll be away. Um, so I think we'll see him want to go out in the attack a little bit more and press Chelsea um, just to, you know, push a little bit more and try to get that early goal compared to now. Um, so, yeah, I think those are kind of my main points. And I think Bernardeski really put in a shift. So I'm really happy to see him coming on lately. There you go. And uh, Anthony, what do you think? That this a is a role? one. No, nah, this is this is a one off. So this one-off. I'm going to I'm going to look at, at the team here. So. It's a one-off, and that's why Max is the right coach because he's not looking at the next time we play Chelsea or the Inter game at the end of October. we got Torino coming up next, and these are the players I have. How do I deploy these players for this Saturday? Uh, you know, big win. That's three three wins in a row, right? Three wins in a row, seven goals. It's it's how do I utilize these players? Now, there's going to be some a bit of rotation. I see some guys talking the bleachers about the rotation. We'll get to the game a little bit coming up. But uh, it's Max is focusing on one game at a time. And that's what we need. You know, slow start. But now as he starts stringing these one game at a time together, you know, that all that's going to add up. So I, I don't know how he's going to deploy on Saturday, but I he may use the same type of tactics that he used only because he has – two goalies on the bench and five available subs, unless he calls up some of the, the young boys. But um, again, just one game at a time. And he's going to, he's going to deploy what he thinks is best for that specific opponent. Yeah. And Louis coming in here saying Berna's best quality is his versatility. You use him as mm-hmm. you need him. Um, as you know, he's a guy who will come in, do what you ask, not complain and put in a hundred percent. No point locking him to one place. The only um, counter you could probably say in this is that uh, Kuliszewski's been so hit and miss, and Berna's like there's quite a drastic difference in Bernardeski in that cam role, I think, even when you've seen it with the Azzurri, um, the odd time that he plays it right. And there's there's a big difference there for him as a player. Um, so it might it might be an alternative there. And Kuliszewski again is a guy that we're just waiting for to get comfortable in a role and be able to excel in it. So I wouldn't be surprised if you see, uh, you know, Bernardeski occupying uh, the Dybala kind of role when Dybala's not there or even in rotation in the future. Um, I could easily, easily see that. And I know that guys, yeah, we're already talking. uh, Luca's already talking about Torino expecting a Weston start and whatnot. Um, There's a lot of elements to this too. Anthony made some great points as far as Allegri's looking at exactly what's in front of him at that particular moment. And with Torino now, again, he took. we were hearing all the uh, uproar from Delict not being in the projected lineups. Delict ended up starting. Okay, Chiellini ended up coming in to uh, close out the match. What a feeling that must have been for Romelo Lukaku to uh, get pocketed by Bonucci and uh, Delict, and then in comes uh, Chiellini who uh, just owned him as well, too. So Nightmares. Uh, Absolute nightmare. Lukaku is probably begging for Rugani to come on. Yeah, yeah. everybody's it's thinking, what, what's going through his mind at that moment? Probably um, just reminiscing about all the other times uh, those guys just absolutely owned him. Um, yeah, but yeah. And, and you know, we have seen uh, both Delict and Chiellini pocket Lukaku, and now we've seen Bonucci pocket Lukaku. So we have three fantastic defenders. <laughs> and... And that's it, actually. Yeah, Luca coming in. Rom yeah. started sweating like Ant does pre-match. Well, Ant's pretty hyped up. He was the only one at 100%. I mean, I think I was second in terms of uh, optimism uh, at 50 and 40%. So, 
Yeah. Props to uh, Anthony, though. Uh, sometimes when we're uh, not there, he'll be the difference maker and uh, pull us all the way up here. So Torino now rotationally. Benucci's on how many strings of nine? A lot. Right now? It's, uh, let me just, 90 minutes in a row. It's uh, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, 10 games in a row. Yeah. Including so, national including national team. I think he got a rest in one of the nationals. nationals. Yeah, yeah, it's we, at least eight. It's a lot. Yeah, we haven't talked about his run forward, and he does that quite a lot. As of late, yeah. he picks his chances to suddenly run forward. What? And he had an <laughs> opportunity in this one. He's running at the D line. You're just like, what is going? I think I even saw a step over. Um, it could yeah. have been a trip, but I don't, I don't know. It was it was interesting. I had back from that ridiculous dive he had once, if you remember when he. Had a one-on-one -on -one with the goalkeeper and just fell to the ground like a puppet. Yeah. It was a horrible moment. They still see it sometimes. Uh, someone brings it up. Does Benucci need to rest this one against Torino? Um, yeah. Would you guys go uh, Delict Chiellini uh, against Torino? Are we going to see Rugani? Go ahead, Cliff. Go. You want to say it? Say I, it. I want to say, honestly, I think Danilo gets to start. I think they play back four and they play Danilo and Delit together. Um, and then they put Cuadrado right back and they put uh, Sandro at the other. Because Danilo's had a good string of matches and I think he's justified getting a starting opportunity. Because um, I, I just, I'm so against Rugani playing. I, I'm sorry to say it, but he does not deserve to play. Um, he might get a throw-in match maybe in the Coppa Italia. Um, but I think this one you put Danilo in, you play that back four. Um, and for other rotation, I think McKenny gets to start. I think you see Kulu at some point in this match. Um, so I think there will be – Allegri knows what he's doing. He'll know um, who to start and who not start. Yeah, I think – I kind of think uh, the way Chiellini is handled is fantastic because he, he's in the rotation. He does get minutes. And after last night, he can definitely start and play against Torino. So I think Chiellini is a lock. And the Ligt is a young guy. He's not on a 10-game and 90-minute streak. So Chiellini Delict is perfectly fine. Rugani can stay at home. Yeah. And what do you think? This thinking? is a tough one because you, you have you have a derby opponent who always plays up to your level. Uh you but you also have an international break, a two-week international break following it. So it'll be interesting to see what Max does. I think I think a lot of players are gonna say, like Bonucci's gonna say, I'm good to go. Uh, I probably won't be playing at the national team or he'll probably get rest there. So just I'll play. I'm good to go. You know, you're going to get a lot of players pressuring the coach to say I'm good or pressuring the medical staff to say I'm fine. But he, if if he's going to be shut down, I wouldn't be surprised if he's shut down. I would shut him down for this game because Torino will always play. I think Torino stinks. Uh, we had a, We had a conversation about this in the after-hour spaces last night. Oh, they got a new coach. Oh, yeah. If you have a sandwich with dog shit in it, it's still, it's still a dog shit sandwich. So it doesn't matter what kind of bun you put on there, what kind of coach you have. They're still terrible, but they're going to play up to your level. I, I disagree. I don't think they're terrible. Juric um, is a great coach. Juric is the reason why we're in the Champions League right now. Faraoni deserves to celebrate with the rest of the team. And he made, he made like their one spot above us in the table with eight points, and they had Belotti for two games of the season. And they still managed to gather eight points somehow. And this was a team that was almost relegated last season. So there's a big improvement. 
and they play better. And Juric is a tough coach. Verona is, was always a tough match against them. He knows how to shut things down. And it will be a reverse victory from what we saw against Chelsea. We'll be the one dominating and Verona will be the, uh, Torino will be the one countering. And they did it pretty good up until now. Al, we actually have some breaking news. Um, if you don't mind me saying, I want to add in. Um, we just, I'm hearing from some reliable sources that, um, I do have reliable sources in, um, via Twitter and whatnot, that Barcelona, if they make the switch from Coman, they're strongly considering Andre Pirlo as an option right now to replace him. What are we thinking, guys? I don't want him to go there. Sorry, what was that, Omer? I don't want him to go there. The club is in shambles and everyone who goes there is just sets himself up to fail. I I think... I think Pirlo did well, to be honest, all things considering for first time uh, as a manager. But I think, again, pay your dues, man. Pay your dues Mm -hmm. um, before making that jump again. Be absolutely sure. I would have loved to see him still amongst the ranks in the Juventus system um, and potentially being thing. The way it was all rushed and everything was so bizarre. But, um, yeah, if he goes to Barcelona, like, whatever is what it is, right? But... Yeah, I don't know. Um, Sorry, I just wanted to throw that in there. Yeah, I, I'm not a fan of uh, the top Spanish sides, uh, so I would rather him not do that. But if he does, I mean, good luck to him, uh, except for uh, any times we would ever meet. But uh, it is what it is. Yeah. Now, Torino. This is tough when I think about this because <laughs> Ants maybe, you know, He's 100% in on Juventus winning, and everybody else stinks. We know that about Anthony, um, and I love him for it. Torino's going to be tough. It'll be tough. Bonucci resting. I could see him, Max, not going with that just yet because you're also one game left and then uh, an international break. Bonucci's probably going to be a part of that international break. Um, interesting, man. Very, very interesting. I don't want to see... Rugani on the pitch, I agree. I think if he plays, it's Copa, some certain Copa Italia matches. That's about it. Danilo slotting over in the center back again. I don't think it's necessary having the three CBs we do um, ahead of him. Kellini and Delict for Torino would be fine if Benucci has to put in another ninety. The one thing about Benucci, you know, uh, knock on wood too, but he stays fit. He stays fit. Um, he's good uh, physical condition uh, for all these seasons. Like you look at his minutes, he's always up there, if not leading uh, minutes for the past several seasons. He could deal with it. But again, a little rotation wouldn't hurt. Do Weston, McKinney, and Kulishevsky get starts against Torino? In your personal uh, opinions, would you, wouldn't you? What are you guys thinking there? He wants to start. You want me to start? I think Weston's going to get a start. Uh, Kulishevsky, Bernadeski, he, he had a hot hand that game. So I think I think they're going to roll with him. I think they're going to roll with pretty much the same lineup minus Rabio being switched out for McKenney. Okay, there you go. Agree. 100% agree. And you would do the same, Cliff? I would I would agree. Um, I, I thought Kulis, I think Kulisevsky will see the match. I think he'll see time in this match. I think Bernadeski might get subbed off earlier probably around 65th minute, and let Kulisevsky see it out. But I agree. I think Bernadeski has played his way into this match. 
Yeah, obviously. Yeah. Bernadeski played well for the last couple of games he played, and Kurusevsky hasn't. He's a senior player. He's been in the club for like five years now. If he doesn't get the start with that many injuries and and in that situation, then that's a real bummer for him. And I don't think Allegri would do it. Kurusevsky needs to pick things up, and I would like to see Keane play against Torino because uh, it will control the ball more and get more balls into the area. And so Quadrado might be sacrificed, maybe. So if you play Keane, who, like, let's just say this lineup, Omar, that was on, that played yesterday. If you put Keane in, who comes out? Quadrado. So yeah. Because I'm possible. thinking, I'm thinking if Bernardeschi stays in the lineup, it I would probably not be again at false nine. Uh, but possibly one of the mid rolls. But Weston's Weston's got to get some minutes too. Um, he did get a few minutes in this one as he subbed in uh, in Chelsea match. Looked full of energy. Really, we were in the shell at the time. Uh, so it is what it is. Can't take a whole lot from it, even with Kulishevsky's cameo and whatnot. But um, yeah, I don't know. I think McKenny plays. I think Moise Keane starts, and I would personally start him. And I give a couple of these guys uh, some rest, maybe uh, Quadrado and uh, Rabio, whatnot. Danilo is a guy that's in peak physical condition. I think he can be fine at right back if you want to play that way. You might want to maybe change that though, because Quadrado is always in good physical condition too. Maybe you take Danilo out, drop Quadrado to right back because it still gives you a little bit more of an attacking prowess. Um, if you were going to go straight at right back positions between Quadrado and Danilo, Quadrado gives you more moving forward. And I think we can all agree on that one. So maybe that's more Danilo might get sacrificed. Quadrado get dropped back. Bernardeschi could slot over to uh, the left side. Keane could enter the pitch. Weston could enter the pitch. It's probably what I'm thinking. Um, the confidence level in this team should be ramping up. It's, mm -hmm. it's, it's, on, it's on the upper trend. Again, uh, if you want to dissect how victories come and all that, we've got the right guy at the helm because he doesn't care how the results come. They come. The one biggest thing he wants to do is bring down the number of goals allowed. We talked about how the goals we allow happen, and it's usually from our own demise. Juventus was Juventus' worst enemy, Okay for quite a few seasons now this was a big big sign and a big big step this match against chelsea in cleaning up those errors that lead to our goals i hope they can approach all the matches and now the thing is they've hit that bar that max is asking for you know what i mean in terms of the focus determination the drive and steady for 90 plus minutes they finally hit that bar and now he has something to hold each and every individual to right it can only mean good things. Um, I expect the victory on Saturday and us going into the international break and then coming out, uh, hopefully getting uh, Dybala back, Arturs getting ready to uh, enter the mix again, which will hopefully free up Locatelli even more. And then uh, we have to wait a little bit longer for Alvarito, but Caio Jorge, the forgotten man, uh, the youngster, should be coming back uh, around the same time as Dybala and Artur. So, it's uh, it's on. The and Ramsey, Ramsey might be healthy. Right. Yeah, yeah, Ramsey. <laughs> it's it's a, it's on the up, everybody. Uh, our 
lineup uh, as far as the schedule goes. Of course, Torino international break, and then Roma, Zenit, Inter, Sassuolo, and Verona. Okay, that's so, a tough stretch. That's a that's a tough stretch. Um, but again, I'm glad we had the potential to finish off before the international break the way we are right now. And then, of course, getting those guys back, massive. Want to get your guys's closing thoughts on just Juve Chelsea, the way this team is going in general, and how we look uh, coming into uh, this next international break. And let's kick it off with Anthony. Well, Al, you and I, we talked about this, you know, match day two, match day three. Everybody just calm down. Max will get it. Everybody just relax. So now we're getting to match day five, match day six, bigger Champions League games. Just calm down, everybody. Max will figure it out. And he's figured it, he's starting to figure it out. He's figuring it out with only five guys available on the bench. So let's just – everybody just needs to pump the brakes. We're on, Like you said, we're on the upswing. You know, two wins in the league, two wins in Champions League. We're, I'm not going to say we're rolling, but we're definitely uh, definitely on the upswing. Yeah, absolutely. Cliff? We're definitely seeing an upward trend. We're seeing a trend in the right direction from match to match. I have – I would say – Roughly each match, I've been seeing a consistently better-looking team. It's slowly progressing and getting better every single match. I think we've this game shows that we're starting to not peak, but we're starting to get to the some of the best performances that we will see from Juventus. Um, so I think Torino, we go with the traditional four-three-three. I think we're going to see Keane in that traditional striker position. Um, and I think we're going the right direction. I hope we get this win um, in the Derby della Mole, and I think we will. Um, but we'll get into those predictions shortly. But I'll let my boy Omer take the reins now. Well, I, I nothing more than to agree with you guys. We see an improvement from match to match. And if I wasn't that confident about the last game against Chelsea, I will be far more confident in the next game against Chelsea because it will be even better there and even more playing time for the guys and getting to know each other and play well together. Torino is Torino. It's always a tough match because it's a derby. They always give it in 150%. And I, I just like seeing what I saw last night. You know, don't always have to play like you're superior to anyone. You need to know when to pump the brakes and stay back, sustain pressure the way we did last night and if we know the team can do that then bring on anyone you want yeah absolutely and uh, some of these comments these guys are just killing me with uh the ramsey comments uh the kind of guy to be ruled out for an itchy scalp itchy scalp um, cannot be underrated man that stuff it stings you got to get the cream and you, it's tough it oh, head and shoulders for man it's really and you get seven million by your own. We try to wrap up. We try to wrap things up, and then we get these great, great comments, and it just wants to keep me going talking about you. But Louis coming in here saying after yesterday, he thinks having Locatelli in uh, the deep line playmaker position is the better move in big matches. His defensive ability far exceeds our fours, and his passing range is a thousand percent better. I completely mm -hmm. agree with all those points, but I mm -hmm. think the beauty of it is that you have an option. Like it's just one more um, trick up Allegri's sleeve that he can slot Locatelli to a Mitsala and push him forward. And Arthur would be able to kind of protect that and uh, just be that holding midfielder. But I do agree. Um, Locatelli in the deep line playmaker position is still solid uh, by all means. I do have one last 
question I want to ask you guys and everybody still joining us live here is Chiesa as a forward or in that winger role? Like now we've seen a little bit of it up there and usually when he's used, he's in that Quadrado-esque role on opposite side or whatnot. Should he just be one of the outright forwards? No, I, I don't think so. It, it wasn't. It didn't go well for him when he was at Fiorentina, playing that role. And he's not the. He's not a striker. He doesn't know. He, not that he doesn't know. He just doesn't hold the ball with his back. Uh, to goal, he needs the spaces. When you play centrally, then you most of the time need to face two defenders. But when you play on the on the side, you only have to face one. And his one on ones are spectacular to watch and he's better there i wouldn't play him as a center forward and definitely not a lone striker so the wide the wide position is his there you go um anthony up as uh, one I, of the two forwards or that winger role i saw as i was reading some statistics last night on kiesa as both a striker and as a right winger and his uh, he doesn't have that much data on him as a as a out and out striker so it's it's kind of skewed a little bit but his uh you know attacking ability one-on-one pass percentage uh dribbling is all skewed towards him being a right winger so uh and you can just see in the game like the way he attacks that right side he, he put in a great effort last night like it's hard to argue not to have him as a forward but uh when we have the full team available he's a right winger or left winger yeah, yeah. I, I think I tend to agree. Still needs to be just kind of that a wide. It's uh, you miss a few elements uh, in there, but man, it's not a bad call in a pinch, though. I'll tell you that. Tell you that. Mm-hmm. Cliff. Yeah, I was going to say, Case is best suited as a winger, but um, if the moment dictates, um, he has the ability to play forward. So I wouldn't be surprised if match, you know, when the. Um, when the situation arises, I wouldn't be surprised to see him play. He said forward a few times this season, um, but as an out-and-out winger, he's world-class. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And Ramsey love just doesn't stop. It's signed for you. On signing his contract, he broke his hand and will be out for six months. There you go. All right, guys. Fantastic show. And it is International Podcast Day, and I'm just going to uh, share the love and thank everybody for the massive amount of support that we receive. Um never ever take it for granted we're always trying to uh enhance experience for you guys and do as much as we possibly can for this community again we're trying to grow it as much as possible so as anthony likes to say be a friend and tell a friend um share the podcast share the show with you and teeny let's continue to grow remember everybody that i started this and always held the platform open to any and all you and teeny. And if you want to take part in something, if you have any ideas for new segments, shows, simply reach out because uh, we are, are all about uh, Juventus and this fantastic uh, community of fans. Um, thank you, everybody, for the love. Of course, don't forget about Stripe Charts Apparel. Check them out. Um, proceeds go to charities, a rotating carousel of charities, and, of course, some helps sponsor the show. Okay, Um, so massive, massive thank you to all of you again. Enjoy this massive, massive victory. I will. Um, We got a couple days. We'll get to uh, Torino and then a nice little international break. And we won't stop for the international break. We'll bring you some Azzurri coverage, 150% like we always do. Okay, but again, 
Fantastic match. Juve getting the job done in classic Juve fashion. A brilliant performance. One to remember. And uh, a big, big, massive building block. My one closing uh, statement will be just simple tweet I put out yesterday. And that's don't ever forget who Juventus is and what they are capable of. Especially, especially when everybody is ruling them out. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in. We'll be back Saturday morning with the Match Day Live, getting ready for the Derby della Mola. We'll see you all there. Forza Juve, fino alla fine. Ciao.